0: Sasha Thompson is a respected and certified DEI coach. For the next 30 minutes, we'll get an exclusive look at some of her conversations with
1: others in the field. Welcome to DEI After Five. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DEI After Five. Um, This episode is going to be very special because this is someone I'm sure you have been following on social media because I've been following her for a while as well. Um, I just truly appreciate her work and how she approaches this work and just wanted to have a conversation because I think a lot of what she's doing right now touches at the heart and soul of what's important to DEI practitioners. So today I am welcoming my guest, Dr. Sam. Hi, Dr. Sam. Hi there. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good. That's what we want. You know, so one of the things that I think, um, just to start off the top, you've been doing this DEI blueprint, Mm -hmm. right? And I want to know not necessarily what the blueprint is about, but what led you to come up with this blueprint?
0: Yes. So for those who don't know, DEI blueprint is an online self-paced program designed to teach people, I say DEI practitioners, but it could be anyone who is actively trying to develop a DEI strategy for a company organization, nonprofit startup. So that's that's what DEI Blueprint is. And how I came up with it was because I needed something like that years ago when I first started this work. I was tasked to develop a DEI strategy and I had no clue where to start what that even meant, like I knew what the outcome was supposed to be and the purpose for creating a strategy, but I didn't know like what the format was, how to even get started, what components were important for a strategy. Eventually, I figured it out through my own research, my own um, educational experience. So I have different types of degrees that allowed me to understand strategic planning, and then I realized, oh, it's just strategic planning, but with a DEI lens. So I just mm-hmm. put all my knowledge together and I made the strategy and it was a great strategy. Um, even looking back now, I still think that it was a solid strategy. And so when I was Googling what DEI strategies looked like and what I should put in it, what type of data to um, assess, I couldn't really find anything Um the Global Diversity Benchmark, that group, they have a very solid, um, like a guidebook for developing DEI strategies, but it was only very, I don't want to say theoretical, but at a higher level, it didn't explain how to actually do those things in real time, like implement them in inside of an organization and what that would look like. And I found that that was the gap and- not a lot of people even know about that group until you like Google for hours and hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, there's also another component uh, that was missing in the space as it relates to developing DEI strategy, which was the community aspect. I know that I had to like reach out to other DEI practitioners constantly. Everyone's busy. Everyone's booked up. You kind of don't even know what to ask. Like asking, how do you make a DEI strategy? That's a very big question. And it's not Mm -hmm. a simple answer that you can get in like 30 minutes. So all of those things, my own personal experience is what led me to develop this. And even now I see that there is an immense need because more companies are starting to be aware that they do need DEI strategies. And, you know, in the DEI space, we don't even have um, any type of standardization or like educational Right or anything to help us learn some of these skill sets. So yeah, I was like, well, I'll
1: build it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think you you hit it right on the head because there's so many uh, folks that watch this show that are either starting their career or have been in it in an organization where it's just been and I call it stuff, right? Like it's just activities, it's initiatives, but it hasn't had a strategy. It hasn't had a plan. And so I'm noticing, too, a lot of organizations are starting to come to me and say, hey, you know, we've been doing this DEI thing for about a year and a half or had a consultant come in and we did some workshops. Right. But we want more like we need more. We need to have a three, five, 10 year strategy um, about where we want to go and what we want to do in this space. And so I've noticed, you know, you do this work. There are several other Practitioners and consultants that do this work too, but the strategy piece I think is going to be a huge theme for 2022. Yeah, you know. And so when you when you're talking to folks, um, what what are some of the the biggest ahas that they have when they're going through the, the blueprint?
0: That's a good question. <laughs> so even before people enroll in the program, they notice because I ask specific type of questions mm-hmm. on the application and. So like I asked, you know, do you have like leadership buy-in? Where are you in the process? And on my website, it outlines some of the, um, it it outlines all of the modules and it it gives like a summary of what each lesson in the module is about. And I've had people say, so I need like an implementation plan or (laughs) marketing (laughs) and communications needs to be a part of this Mm -hmm. or do all employees need to be some way participating in this process, like things like that. They'll say that before they even start. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I think people are aware of the individual components of what a strategy entails, but they don't realize that they're supposed to all come together. Like people know we need buy-in from leadership, but they don't yeah. know that that should be like the first thing you You have to like set the foundation, basically. And you can't just develop a strategy if you're not even sure of what leadership envisions for DEI. You can't just make it up based on what you think the company needs. Or else you're going to do all this work and then they're not going to sign off on it. (laughs) It's going to be a waste of time.
1: Yeah. And I think the other piece that you just touched on, um, hinted to, but it of course is where my mind always goes, is this has to be mm company-wide. Like this is not something... And I said had a conversation with someone yesterday like this is something that does not sit in HR. Like this is something that is across the organization and every department needs to think about it, not just from a recruitment standpoint. Right. Like not just from butts in seats or how we're going to get more talent into the organization. But how is it impacting your customers? How is it impacting the community? How is it impacting the industry? And what is your organization's role as they're doing that? Mm-hmm. Right, and So it's much more of um, a strategic organizational plan, right? An overlay, I call it an overlay, yeah. versus, oh, we just thought about this on the side and we're, yeah, we'll stick right. it in.
0: For now, like, because most companies aren't built with DEI infusing their operations, it starts off with being something separate. However, the way my program is designed is to intertwine what's already happening, like the mission and the operations into that strategy so that mm-hmm. once it's created, you just merge it with the business's strategic plan. Because all companies mm-hmm. should have a strategic plan anyways. It's just that they never used the DEI lens when they were making it. Yep. Now, you know, they're having to retroactively do that. So that's the purpose of the program is to design it in a way so that it's easy easily intertwined into the company's operations already. And it's just tied to everything the company stands for, their mission, their branding, how they show up. And it's aligned with what their constituents want. So like internal constituents, like their employees and then out external constituents. So their customers and their clients and people on the board, those types of things.
1: Mm-hmm. It's long-term, you know, it's like, cause I sit back and I think, and, they're so especially after the murder of George Floyd, so many of these companies wanted like quick solutions, yes. right? <laughs> All right, what do we need to do right now? And yes. she's like, no, that's not going to be anything you do right now, right? Yes. There may be one or two um, activities that you can yes. do yes. right now, but long-term strategy is not going to be a checkbox. Yes. And I think there was some frustration with, well, what do you mean it's not a checkbox? What do you mean we have to put resources toward this? What do you mean? We need to have company buy-in, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of the things that right. you're saying, and we're now at a point where the conversation isn't going away. Like this is something that's going to have to be. That's why I, you know, I really think this year is going to be the year of strategy. Yeah,
0: you
1: know, yes, I call it last year the year of awakening. This yeah. is the year of strategy <laughs> um, because folks got woke. And then then now it's like, okay, (laughs) and now what do we do? Yeah. So, you know, one of the other things that I wanted to talk to you about kind of outside of the blueprint, but um, still related because you and I've talked about um, just practitioners in general and how to help serve them and the importance of community. Yeah. As we're kind of continuing to do this work and support practitioners, what are some of the strategies we talked about strategy, but some of the strategies that they can take personally, right, as they continue to grow in this space?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. The first thing that comes to mind, and I know you will agree with me on this, is about, like, self-care and prioritizing, like, your inner peace, taking time for yourself, taking a break from this work. And it's hard, right, because DEI, it's just it's just who, who you are. It's a way of life. It's, it's how you look at all types of interactions, all types of things you see in social media, you just naturally, when you're in this space, you just naturally think, is this, is this equitable? Like, does this make sense? Did this offend anybody? So it's kind of hard to turn it off, but you kind of have to force yourself <laughs> to do that mm-hmm. and take a break and distance yourself from being so entrenched in this work. That's the first thing. And the second thing I would say is never stop learning. I'm still learning stuff myself. Um, And uh, before I say that, I will say there is no possible way for one individual to know all the things to know about DI. DI is too vast. There are too many components. Like I'm not an accessibility expert. And I don't even like to use the word expert because things are just changing. It's kind of like with mental health and um, like emotional intelligence. As you can see, like our generation knows way more than our parents. And we're like setting boundaries and communicating our needs and wants, and they think we're being sensitive. It's the same thing with DEI. The more time progresses, the more stuff we learn, and we change our behavior, and we change even now, like, language. Some people are like, it shouldn't be diversity. It shouldn't be inclusion, because that's still centering whiteness, and it's like you're including people into their, into, like, a a white-centered environment or framework. So I'm like, well, what word should we use? So now I'm like, should I just only say equity? So things are just constantly changing. And so mm-hmm. I say that to say continue to learn, build your network, be in conversations with people across different um sectors of DEI so that you can learn what's going on as things change and you're not like stuck in how you do things and in kind of like an echo chamber sort of. Mm-hmm. So yeah, continue learning, have different perspectives and don't force yourself or put pressure on yourself to know every single thing because you can't,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: it's just not possible.
1: You know, you said something in the, in the start of that, of it's hard to disconnect from the work, mm-hmm. right? Because it just becomes a part of who you are. And I think that that is so different than so many other aspects of, I want to say business, yeah. right? So I did a bunch of my career, it was in marketing and I could turn that off at five o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Some of it, but still kind of, cause how just how my brain works. But oftentimes I'm like, I don't have to think about this when I get home. Right. But to your point, like I'm sitting here and there were some situations that have happened over the last few weeks where I'm just like, Ooh, that's just hypocritical. Mm-hmm. How can you do this and say this? Right. How are you going to quote MLK, but then, hmm <laughs> You know, so all of these things, and, and my mind is constantly going in that space. But to your point, it's important that we do know how to disconnect yeah. when necessary, right? For that self-care, um, it is important to take time off. Yes. Right? Yes. And I, you know, we've talked about that. Um, you know, I took the month of December off, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that I try to do almost every year take extended periods of time away because a week, just yeah. at the end of that week, you're, you're starting back up. So it doesn't really do much. And I find that at a, at a month, three to four weeks mm-hmm. is okay, now I'm rested. Like now I've done things that have nothing to do with work. Now I'm at peace. Now I have the mindset to get back into it. I have the energy to get back into it. So I think you know, that part is so important. And we have some other episodes where we're talking about um, you know, emotional intelligence and wellness and all of those things. So, you know, it, and community, the importance yeah. of community. Because I think the first time you and I spoke, it was really like, hey, let's just talk. <laughs> like, yeah. let's just talk and get to know each other because there's so much, um, <clears throat> so much that we can learn, as you were yeah. saying, from each other in this space. Um, and it's not about competition. Right. <laughs> I was just and together, right?
0: <laughs> I was going to say like there's so many of us in this space and we're doing similar work and because there's no centralization or standardization, it's kind of lo- like a waste of energy if we're like all doing the same thing instead of just coming together and figuring mm-hmm. out what our individual strengths are, like, that's why I do strategy. I'm not an educator. I can educate. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have my doctorate and I've done research, so I can educate, but that's just not my thing. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to do all the things I would refer. I've referred a few people to you, actually, because I know they need coaching. And though I can also provide those services, I'm not going to do all of that stuff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no strategy. And I'm like, I know all these wonderful people who already do this. They thrive in this space. That's what they do. I send them over <laughs> your way. So that's another um, thing I think is important in our space. There's just so much going on. And I want us to figure out how to come together and like play on our strengths instead of expounding unnecessary energy because this work is already so tiring.
1: Yes, like a million times, yes. Like it's <laughs> it's so interesting to me because I've had um, people say, oh, well, I'm working with this consultant, but I don't know if what they do will work with what you're doing. And I'm like, well, who's the consultant? Because (laughs) I might know them and it may be something that we can collaborate with. And, you know, it's how do we model the behavior of inclusion? Like if we're talking about inclusion and we're talking about belonging, like this is the one industry where I think we can model so much of the behavior that we're trying to get others to do, right? Like it doesn't always have to be one at the top, right? Like why? No, (laughs) like there's room at the table for all of us. And so, you know, it's how do we tap into that? How do we work together? Um, I have, you know, several folks on speed dial. You know, I've actually sent folks to you around strategy because that, Mm -hmm. I can talk it, I can give you a framework, but that's not my sweet spot. That's, I'm just like, "Mm." no. But like you said, I love facilitation. I love education. I love community. I do the coaching Mm -hmm. piece, right? And so it's like, how do we tap into how we support each other in this space. Yeah. And that, that also helps with the self-care piece because I yeah. think I have found so many people that try to fit into something that is not their niche mm-hmm. <laughs> and that stresses them out. Mm-hmm. It's counterproductive.
0: Yeah, it is. I agree. Um, and I also think that also brings harm to the space as a whole. Mm-hmm because if you don't know what you're talking about, it's no knack. It's no shame. We don't have a degree for this type of work. So you Mm -hmm. have to do self-learning. You have to learn from others. You have to do your research and read research that kind of isn't in the DEI space, but ties, like psychological research to understand Mm -hmm. how racism impacts people mentally. Like you have to read that type of research. And how are you going to figure that out if you don't follow other people, talk to other people. And that's okay. It's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong, but still do the work though. Like you can't go out here and just start (laughs) offering services and you don't really understand like what you're talking about just because people want to put that on you and say like, I think you'll be good at this. So let's just do this. And you're a part of a marginalized group and you already do some sort of DEI work. So let's just do this. Mm -hmm. Don't, I would encourage people not to do that. One, like you said- it'll stress you, you'll get stressed out, you'll get burnt out. Um, And then two, you're bringing more harm in, not in this space, but to companies, which then it's a reflection of the DEI space and the work that we do. And it also causes confusion. So we want to make sure we're giving great advice and solid advice and not like kind of making stuff up as we go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it just reminded me, I was have, again, a conversation with someone the other day where we were talking about prior to um, the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, like that time period, mm-hmm. so many companies were hiring DEI folks. Yep. Um, one, because they were defining diversity as gender. Mm-hmm. And two, they didn't think that it was something that was important. So you didn't have to have any skills in the space, mm-hmm. right? If you had passion, mm-hmm. that was important. Right, and I'm just like, you don't hire an accountant because they're passionate. Like they actually have <laughs> have some type of education in the space, right? Just because they're passionate for numbers. Like I love home de- design and decorating, but I'm not going out there as an expert or someone that would do the services because I don't have the foundational expertise in that space. And so I've noticed that many of the folks that kind of came in during that time, pre, yeah. um pandemic and racial unrest are no longer in those roles or have kind of doubled down to do the education. And I think that piece is so critical yeah. um, in what you said, and it's interdisciplinary, mm-hmm. it's interdisciplinary. Um, you know, I was dinged for a while in my career because I was in marketing, but I'm like, but I was a sociology major that focused on cultural diversity and ethnicity, yeah. right? I have an education degree. I have a, a master's degree in business. Yeah. And figured out how to merge those things right. together in order to do this work, right? I didn't come from HR, and so because I didn't come from HR, I was seen as I didn't know anything. Yeah, right. And I remember having a conversation with um, Janet Stovall last year when I was doing another project, and we talked about like this is understanding, as you said, psychology, sociology, history, anthropology. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all of these things, right? The soft sciences that people don't necessarily like, oh, that's fluff. But that is the foundation of this work. Yep. That is is the ultimate foundation of this work. And so as we're moving forward Mm -hmm. and as I talk to other practitioners, I echo what you said, right? It's do that research, do the educate yourself.
0: Yeah. As as much as, as much as we tell others, like mainly White people or people with privilege that they need to do self education before they try to hire on consultants or instead of asking us to educate them, right? <laughs> I think we also need to do the same. Like we're not above educating ourselves. Like if we belong to marginalized groups, yes, we have real life experience and that is very valid and needed mm-hmm. and useful and important in this work. Um, but to build a strategy, for example, because that's my. Mm-hmm. Mar- That's not going to that alone is not going to cut it like you. There are other types of skills that you need, like technical skills to develop Mm -hmm. a a strategy. Um, And it's hard because no one is telling you this. No one is saying like here because, you know, you can go to school to be an accountant or a a business major and they tell you all the different components that you need to know to be a great person in your in your space. We don't have that. So Mm -hmm. I get it. It's difficult but start somewhere, (laughs) like reach out to people and say, like, how did you, what did you look up or learn about? How did you figure this out? What did you learn? Mm -hmm. Ask questions and that can start your journey.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so important. I think one of the, um, first certifications that I got when I left corporate was psychological safety Mm -hmm. because I knew I didn't have it. And so I'm like, just understanding that and the importance of that um has helped me so much as I'm having conversations with people right mm-hmm. i can now point out okay you're in a situation that's not ready for this right or organizations hire folks right and they immediately want them to contribute but they haven't done the work to make them feel that they included it or it's safe to even learn in that environment yes right <laughs> So it's all of those things that I think are critical as practitioners to kind of take it all in from different industries, different experiences. Um, As you even said, talk to people within the organization. Yeah. Because one of the other pieces that I've learned is, and I did this with another organization, they're hiring you new, right? Or you're fairly new into an organization a year or two but the folks that really know how things operate are the lower level folks that have been there for 20, 30 years. Yeah. They can tell you the culture. They can tell you the dirt that's in the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can tell you all the things that helps feed your strategy. Yep. Right. Because oftentimes what happens is you're, you're only given like, here's all the beautiful, wonderful things that we've done. Right. Um, and that's not going to help when you're trying to ensure that those that have been marginalized are being seen, heard and valued.
0: Yep. And people think I, so the number one question I get all the time is like, how do you start this? And I always say you ask questions, not just to leadership, not just to middle managers, everyone. You have to get a well-rounded understanding of culture Mm -hmm. and how people feel And not just from the the viewpoint of leadership, because leaders, Mm. they have a completely different idea of how things are going. I've been in spaces where I have been the director of DEI and leadership is like, we're doing great. (laughs) We're doing all this stuff (laughs) before. And I'm like, no, Mm -mm. everyone else doesn't feel that way. (laughs) You're the only one that thinks that. So, yeah, asking questions, it seems very simple. But that is how that see that's the psychological piece of doing this work. Like that's mm-hmm. how we get to the root of what the issues are and what's going wrong and what's working, what needs to be improved. It's literally by asking questions,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and and that's how you also build trust, mm-hmm. right? As you are doing this work because you are you are hearing, you are listening. Okay, how can I take that into consideration as I am building this strategy? or as I'm working on this plan. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Sam, the last question, cause you just reminded me when you picked up your cup, I always <laughs> ask people like, you know, there's so much of this work that we are filling everybody else's cup, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you do to fill your cup?
0: This is gonna be funny, but I, <laughs> I'm serious. I, I really, because I, I find love it. That, that's how I can truly shut my brain off. Mm. I always also say that I watch The Office or something funny because it makes me just laugh. But even sometimes, like some of the stuff Michael says in The Office, I'm like, that, I don't know how to approve this show. And then it makes me start going down this rabbit hole. And I'm like, OK, just focus on what they're saying. Don't take it too like literal. Yeah. <laughs> Napping, watching something funny. Um I like to spend time with my fiance and he recently just hooked up our Xbox so that I can pay, play this game that I used to play when I was in middle school. So that's good <laughs> nostalgic for me.
1: I love it. Yeah,
0: I love it. That has nothing to do with DEI.
1: <laughs> I love it. And I think that's important, right? Like I too love funny TV shows. So I watch psych. Like it's the silliest. <laughs> Show ever, but it's something about it that, and I, I like like mystery. I like murder mystery type things, mm-hmm. and I'm like it's something about trying to figure out the who done it, but also laughing hysterically at some of the foolishness and the antics. <laughs> and those are the things that just kind of lighten lighten mm-hmm. the mood and, and lighten me up. Yeah. So, Sam, thank you so much. Dr. Sam, thank you so much. Um, If folks wanted to get in touch with you, if they were interested in finding out more about the DEI Blueprint, what can they do?
0: Yes. Um, My website, DSRDConsulting.com. It has everything. We actually have two programs, a smaller one that's um, like an introductory accelerator to DEI Blueprint. When you click on that website, it pops up DEI Blueprint, it has all the information of all things that we offer. And my email address, you can send an email to info at DSRDConsulting.com. Um, and my response rate is pretty quick. <laughs> so if you have questions, you want to reach out. And also on LinkedIn, um, yeah, I'm pretty active on there. And I respond to my messages. So my name, Dr. Sam Ray, should pop up if you search it.
1: Yeah. Those mm-hmm. are the three ways. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having this conversation with me today. I think, you know, there's so much that you shared, right, that people need to start thinking about, right? Because I think many people go into this space um, with one mindset, not necessarily understanding the bigger picture. Yeah. And so hopefully this gave them a sense of, okay, what this work entails yeah. um, and how they can get some more, some support about that. So yes. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes,
0: this. this was fun. I'm glad that I got to be a part of a DEI Yay! after five. I love this so much. I <laughs> wish this was out when I was starting in the DEI space. So thank you for even having this space for us and the community, the DEI community.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's exactly that. Right. These are the conversations that I wish I would have known about. Right. Before. So Thank you so much. Thank you all for watching this episode of DEI After Five. Um, Please feel free to subscribe and like and share because there's so many nuggets of information that Dr. Sam just shared with us. And so as we were talking about with community, it's about sharing with others. So do that. And then you could always find out more information on my website, theequityequationllc.com. Until next time, have a good one.